Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Together for Cork GA legend Jimmy Barry Murphy. Oh, Jimmy. Welcome, welcome. How's the farm, Jimmy? Fine, thanks. All good now. <laughs> what was it like when Roy Keane out of the blue? Live on Monday Night Football and Sky Sports when they're all talking about Muhammad Ali and this when he says you're the greatest sports person of all time in his eyes. What was that like? I was actually out having a point to me local and <laughs> it was it was it was on in the background and the sound was turned down and all of a sudden everyone's phone started pinging and uh, they were saying so they were able to rewind it and play it. I got it was it was fantastic actually and uh, I suppose at my age it brought me back into the limelight so I had to thank Ryan off that for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you met him recently. I did have met him the other day, actually. Yeah. yeah, so he's around the gaff with uh, Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, they were doing a piece around Cork and Roy's career and his life, and they were in Blarney Castle, they were in Rockmount, they were down in Cove. That's right, and, and they were up Crow Park as well. They were up Crow Park then in Torres, so they asked me to go up and great to meet Ryan, the lads, and uh, yeah. he, they were poking through balls over the bar. Yeah. Not very well, I can say, but uh, oh, <laughs> it, was, it was a good crack, and Roy is a very, very pro Corkman, as we all know, and uh, it's great to meet him. Yeah, absolutely. You should have said that we'd have getting him a few tickets for the box above. Yeah. <laughs> right, could be here, but he wouldn't tell you. He's up there in the corner, like. <laughs> well, let's take it right back. Do you want to tell us a bit about where you grew up and maybe some of your, um, I suppose, role models and when you were a kid? Yeah, I grew up around the, the lock area. It's outside, really, off Model Farm Road. In Glash, I went to Glass School in Glasheen, um, National School, and uh, I learned my hurling and football in the lock parish leagues and the bars. I'm very, very proud. My father was very involved in that, so... I grew up in that environment and uh, I was always going to play hurling and football from a very young age because it was in the family. And, uh, you know, growing up that, that time, there wasn't, a lot, there wasn't a lot of other interests we had. We all played hurling and football and soccer. And um, Did you have family members that played for Cork before you? Yeah, my granduncle had Captain Cork to win All-Ireland. My father had played for Cork. My granduncles had played for Cork. My grandfather had. So Was there a bit of pressure? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like there was a little bit, maybe. My father put pressure on me, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was able to handle it, I think, at times. What were your role models back then, Jimmy? Who were well, your role models in the hurling? Starting off, I, I suppose, in, in hurling in Cork, certainly the, the big name in Cork hurling always was Christy Ring. I didn't know him at the time, but that was the big figure because he had won eight All-Irons with Cork, and that was a record at that time. So he was the huge figure in Cork of all hurling men. Mm. And then my own club, of course, I started off and I was being coached by certain people in the bars and my idols were, like you mentioned Charlie McCarthy already, yeah. Charlie was a great idol of mine and Gerald McCarthy, Con Roach, people like that who were in my own club and um, I ended up, you know, I never thought I'd end up playing with my idols, I ended up then playing with these lads in latter years, you know. Yeah, and you, you played a bit of soccer as well? I did indeed, I played soccer with local club Wilton United, very, yeah. very proud of that, I had great friends, we were all living in the locality and it started off around that time, around 72 or 3 and... Um, we great fun. They were great, great times as well. 
Yeah, do you know before you were you were telling me the last time you got a you got sent off in a, in a match and you were got a three game ban and you ended up playing League of Ireland. I was sent off playing with the Bears against the Glen Oaton Ban Lock in under under three one final. Okay, people would think you have it. Yeah, every time I was sent off, I was up the Oaton Ban Lock. I got a three month suspension and I went off playing soccer with Wilton and. I managed to get a couple of goals and was a headline the echo one night, Barry Murphy gets five goals or something. And uh, I came home one night and it was over food lads and my father said it was uh, the Cork City Ma- Cork Celtic manager was here and he was known as the golden boy, Paul O'Donovan. And anyone, some of the older people here to remember him, like he was a fantastic character and he worked in Murphy's Brewery, but uh, he was a tremendous character and he was known as the golden boy, as I said. And my father said the golden boy was here while well, he go looking for you. I said, for what? He wanted to play with Celtic, so... I had a few great months with them. I loved playing with Celtic. And you played on Flower Lodge? Played in Flower Lodge. I played in Turner's Cross. Played in Dalymount Park, Talca Park. Wow. And I made some great friends. And like lads from that, that time, I still meet around Jerry Myers and John Carroll. And uh, I suppose the only thing that happened the year after I left Celtic, they won the league. So there must be a story there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were a horror story while I was there. Go away. I, got, I managed to get one goal, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your record. Go away out of Out of all the sports, what was what was your favourite sport, hurling, football or soccer? I loved them all, I must say. Yeah. I, I, if I was to pick one, I, I really loved playing soccer. It was great crack. And yeah. it was a bit different than the GA because yeah. in my family, it was, there was huge pressure on to do very well always. Whereas I found with the soccer, it was a bit more relaxing and, you know, mm. you know yourselves, everyone runs It was about the crack in the pub anyway. It was, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> players players go <laughs> in soccer, players play with different clubs at different times, but yeah. went to the G or with you know, the Bars or the Glen or Vince or Piercing and, you know, you're, you never reasons. leave that, you know. Most yeah. players don't leave it anyway. One of the main reasons I played soccer myself was to go to the pub afterwards. <laughs> you go to the Sunday games or the Saturday games, you go out, you, you go out there, like, there's a great crack with the soccer lads as well after. It, it was, as I say, it was different in the G because it was much yeah. more relaxed. We used that time in the 70s, all, all my gang anyway, going back a long time now in the 70s, yeah. our local was the Swan and Signet. And some people here will remember the top of Patrick Street was a great pub at the time. And all the lads from the north side and the south side just mingled there on a Sunday after all the soccer matches in GA. It was great crack. There's a great story with Timmy with the football and the parting. They were playing down in par- against Park United, who were a good old team down in Mitchellstown. <laughs> right, this is a new game. one. No. Timmy was lying was drunk yeah. on the sideline, but they needed a goal. Yeah. <laughs> James's dad was our manager. He says to me, "Get ready there, dressed up, you there. Come on, I was over about three days now at this stage. No sleep, no nothing. Um, togged off. We were drinking bottles on the sideline of the pitch. And he says, "Come on, on, it's, it's we're in extra time there, lads. It's one all. Like, come on, I scored a winning goal. About ten of them jump up my back. I couldn't even get up off the floor. I had to leave. I had to get off. I couldn't even drink. We went into the pub on the way back. I couldn't even. I couldn't even drink. I was like a fella dying with the flu. A lot of you in here now will know what flu. It wasn't the flu, flu. The Colombian flu. <laughs> never, never happened. Me, thank God. I know, but. Uh, um, do you know when you t- to talk to us about like what what was it like as a 18, 19 year old going into the senior setup like what was what was the demands physically like was it a big uh, baptism of fire or well yeah I played minor obviously with Cork hurling yeah. football then I was called into the football team and uh, luckily enough we got to the All Ireland final my first year with Cork and uh, again I was playing with some great players Billy Morgan all these Ray Cummins all fabulous huge names I'd watched them for years playing senior with Cork and. Here all of a sudden I was playing with them, but I honestly didn't feel any pressure that time because when you're young, I don't think you feel the pressure. I didn't care at that stage, but in my latter years playing hurling McCork and football, I did feel the pressure a lot more. You get you get to realise how much it means to people, and especially I learned that in Cork over the years. Uh, what being in Croke Park means to Cork people. I was even there the other day in Croke Park, and I was talking to Roy Keane about this, and he was saying, um, you know, playing with Ireland, playing with Manchester United, playing with Forest. 
it's not like not, it's not the same. And I said, well, it is. Must be playing with Aaron Rye. Must be fantastic. And he said, no. He said, there's nothing like seeing Cork and Croke Park and all Ireland final day. And he said he was just saying he'd love to see it again. You know. Yeah. And you know, he 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 really meant it because I suppose he said there's great pride in where you come from and you're representing your city and your county and it means an awful lot to Cork people to be in Croke Park. We all know that. Absolutely, but as well, it's different from the soccer because soccer stars are kind of detached from the local community, whereas GA, you fellas, that's living in your estate or working well, in your area. That was Roy's point. Like they come from all over England to play with Man U or Ireland and all over Europe and the world nowadays. And, and whereas you're, you're, if we get to Croke Park in Cork, please God, we will in the next couple of years, You'll see all the, we know all of them, we know their families and it's special yeah. for people, I think, like. Yeah, do you know when uh, do you know in your early years then with your career, like were you working on the side, like what, what, what was it like outside of the Gaelic and, and the football and the football and the hurling for you? As regards, um, just just like your personal life, like were you working the day job? Or? What, yeah, I, I didn't really leave in cert, very average leaving cert. I wasn't the most academic person, so I started off working in the county hall, a temporary job, and then we got a job in the financial services a rep. I suppose because I was playing with Cork, I got a job. But um, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I was the brightest fellow around town that with working out the interest rates or anybody managed to get by anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, like most of us in that sector. Yeah, yeah, it's true, it's true, it's true. You fit in well. Yeah. But you know, when uh, as you got a little bit older, then so you started playing hurling and but, football, two very successful teams as well. But James, yeah. that's the thing. And what I did, what I did learn about that time about being about working on the road and meeting people and all that. And it, some of my colleagues I worked with years ago, and a present colleague of mine is here tonight. I don't know. So. Uh, you know, it's it's you get to know when you're out and about meeting people. I did learn one thing that you have to be yourself, and if you're calling, like I've, I, my job is calling to different garages, finance for cars, and you've got to meet people. You've got to be able to present yourself. You've got to be able to, you know, be natural with people. If you're not that, I think people see through you in Cork, especially. And I must say, over the years, all my working career, I got fantastic support from people in Cork, and they really stood by me, and I'll always be grateful for that. Yeah, listen to Cork. Look after that one. Yeah. Chuck it down. Yeah. yeah. So. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What were some of the, the real highlights of your career, Jimmy, in terms of your... your um, you know, you played some of them there earlier on, I suppose, the 1973 final. is very, very special because it was 
the only football medal I won. And then winning the three in a row, hurling was a unique achievement. Um, and also then, the, you know, my final year, 1986, we managed to win the final. We were coached by a great friend of mine, Johnny Clifford. So that was very, very special for me. Johnny was a great Glen man and a great coach. And he was somebody I always looked up to as a hurling man. And great to be part of a team that he managed to coach. And then really special was 1999 with a very, very young Cork team. After a few barren years, we managed to win the All-Ireland. And that was... I'll never forget that. That was really, really special for me. But yeah. when you think about the talent that was in that team, mm. the O'Connor brothers, Sean Og, uh, you know, Jordine, what was it like Lovely. seeing them coming up? Yeah, we had great, we had great goalkeeper Don Low Cusack, we had Sean Og, we had Ben O'Connor, all these O'Connors, as you said, all these lads. You know, um, fan, Brian Cochran was a fantastic player for mm. us. So it was just unique to be part of that. And uh, I, I opted out the year later, but they went on to become legends in the game, really. Absolutely. And you scored some of the most iconic goals in football and hurling. But talk us through that famous goal. It's widely quoted as the best goal of all time. The ball is fired into a 100 mile an hour and you get a flick of the wrist <laughs> to the top corner. Well, what do you remember about it? I remember it. It's like... It was the All Ireland semi final. I'd have preferred it was the final. We won it because we, we, I was captain. We lost the final afterwards. But um, it was really nice. To, it was a fantastic goal, and it's always there. I suppose John Fenton played a brilliant ball into me. But when you're going for balls like that, you don't think, you know, I'm going to do this thing today. Instinct. It's, just, it's instinct, like, and it just happened on the day. And it's no big deal about it, really. It just happened. You said something there about, like, it's great when you win an All Ireland final. Everybody's happy. Like, how do you how do you approach the loss of an All Ireland final? How do you pick each other up back up off the floor as a team and as individuals as well? Yeah, some some people find it hard. Uh, you know, I, I think like that. You can. I what I try to do in my career anyway. I always try to keep sport in perspective. I mean, we've all lost family members over the years, and you know, people suffer a lot of illnesses and addictions and different things, as you know from you've gone through your podcasts and all that, I've read about it and listened to them. So, like, you've, I've always tried to keep sport in perspective, that it was fantastic to play with Cork and to manage Cork and always not try to get too ahead of yourself, that at the end of the day, it's sport and, you know, people do get very down it. And I've read lately that a lot of, a lot of sports people do suffer addictions because they mm. find it hard to cope with, say, being dropped off a team or left off a panel or you know, or um, suffering defeats. But, you know, it can be difficult for people from that point of view, but you've got to always try and keep a perspective that it is a sport and there's far, far worse things happening in the world than Cork yeah. losing a match down the park tomorrow or something. 100%. Yeah, no, for all you are, like, you're, you're very decorated as a, as, a, as a player, but I've heard you speaking previously about um, it was your dream to captain Cork to an All-Ireland title, but you were beaten in two finals. What, like, what was it like at that time? It was a difficult time for you. I yeah. don't know you're talking about perspective, but it must have been yeah. tough. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your humble, Jimmy. Get the box. Get stronger. That, I made a mistake in, in an interview one day saying, uh, it was around 1970, and I said, uh, any, what ambitions have you know? I said, I've only one ambition to Captain Clark to win in All-Ireland. It's the most stupid thing. You should always keep certain things to yourself. And every time we got to, a, I got to the final twice, I was captain and I bombed out twice. I played shocking and I, I'll never forget it, but it was a good lesson to keep things in perspective. You know, if you've big ambitions, keep them to yourself a small bit and don't yeah. make it too public. Yeah. Do you think there's always someone to wait to trip you up? Yeah, but you know, when you, when you uh, put it out there, do you think that you put yourself under pressure then? I did and I would put it down definitely. To, I played well in, up to the finals, but when I got to the final, I think I wanted it so much. I didn't play well myself, and I, that's being perfectly honest. I did play poorly, and uh, I put a lot of it down to the pressure I brought to bear on myself. What's life like post career? 
like like is it difficult like um do you know if you're lifting all Ireland titles, Munster titles, and you're winning stuff with the bows, and then it's over. Like how do you like? I know a lot of we've had athletes on the podcast. I found that really difficult to acclimatize to that. What, what was it like for you, or what did you do? I, I, I didn't find it that hard. I have a lot of other interests. I keep a few greyhounds. I go for a few points. I enjoy my social life. I go to Cheltenham every year and. I, I enjoy myself. Did like you that. win a few quid on Langer Dan last week? I did, and you text me so after the race just as well. I did. <laughs> as if I didn't back Langer Dan, I'd be having a show here myself next week. But uh your son then, Brian, he's a coach over the Man City. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, Brian played 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 GA as well, played a lot of soccer, played with Cork City. And uh, very proud of that. He played with Ireland under 18, under 19, under 21. And he got a few caps, so very, very proud of that. And he's now working with the Man City Academy, working with Pep Guardiola. So it's great. Yes, isn't it? Love this great, yeah, yeah. Yeah, We'd love to we'd love to get him on the podcast if yeah. you could make it. We'd all know who to ask for Manchester City if I kick tickets <laughs> to the I'm his agent, like an <laughs> <laughs> But do you know if I asked you who was the best player you played against, what would you say? For hurling and football? I mean, very, very difficult question. I've had just uh, so many good players, James. You know, I can't really mm. pin down. Um, as I, so many players I admired over the years. Um, of the players I've that I've been involved with, I would say Brian Cochran certainly. With Cork yeah. hurling, was a magnificent player. And uh, you know, I can't be blowing up Charlie McCarthy's in the audience. I can't be sorry. <laughs> he'd be he'd be very upset going home if I didn't mention him. I know, I know. <laughs> what about some of the best players you played with? They would, I yeah, definitely, as I said. Um, Charlie, Charlie, Ray Cummins, great player. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, so many players like John Fenton I played with, Tom Cashman, all great players. Um, Tomas Mulcahy from the Glen again, Tony O'Sullivan of Pierce, all great players. You know, I was lucky to be, well, I was lucky in my career, you can be very lucky at different times the, the era you come along. You the the era you were in is like a who's who of Cork legends. It, like, exactly. You know? I was lucky, yeah, I was. A great you think like play with. Pa- Patrick Hogan, no who's as good as anybody, yeah. but it's difficult because the era, I suppose, but, he might go through without winning an all-order, which is a bit shame. It was a bit, when I was coaching Cork, it was a bit like that with Brian Cocker and it was reaching a stage where Brian might not have won All-Ireland. Yeah. But uh, I hope, hopefully Patrick will win one yes, hopefully this year. And uh, that's what Roy was saying to me the other day. Can we ever be better get them back to Crow Park this year? Yeah. And I hope we do. Do you know what the saying goes, behind every strong man, there's a, per- a stronger woman. Did your wife help you in every step through your career and, and even in... She, was, she wouldn't like to be reminded of it. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> was, no, we always said at home, kept things in perspective. Uh, hurling and football never became too big in the house that if we never get too up or never get too down. I, I, I said earlier, I always like to keep it that way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at home as well, my, my mother gave note to my father one time, he was on to me, was some goal I missed in the match and she gave out to him. You know, just leave it off and yeah. uh, just leave it outside the house, and it's better that way, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tell us about Christy Ring. What was Christy Ring like? He was a part of the staff when you were a player. He was, yeah. He what was, was he uh, like as a man. Like, did he have an aura about him? And he was, it was an aura about him, definitely, because as I said earlier, he was the man. I'm sure you ask all the car players I was playing with as well. They, they'd have been the same. He was, um, he was very slow to get involved because he was, he was a very private man. And then they managed to get him to get involved in the car team, and we he had a significant part to play in winning the three all earns in a row because he was a huge figure for us. He was there, he was a presence. He often spoke to the players. He spoke to us privately in different ways, and uh, he was a big influence. Did he ever give you like a team talk that stands out? He, he gave a couple of speeches, yeah, at different times. You know, we were playing Clare one day in a Munster final, and uh, we weren't playing well, and we were 
coming off the field, we were, I think we were two points down and Claire Crow were going ballistic in the stand and roaring and it looked like we were in trouble and he took over the dressing room that day, gave a phenomenal speech, you know, and the last thing he said, going, oh, we are cock and we'll sort this out and we won anyway. Brilliant. <laughs> So one of your main passions in life today is your dogs. You know, is it, so how does your life evolve with the dogs today? And your, uh, That's just a hobby, really. I, yeah. I, Are they race hounds? Race hounds, yeah. I have a lot of hobbies. I, yeah. I, but again, I'm, very, I'm involved in my own club now again. I, I got involved when I finished playing with Cork, but now I'm finished with all that, obviously. At a certain yeah. age, you've got to realise it's time to yeah. move on and enjoy your the rest yeah. of your life in a relaxed way. And I mean, if I have my own club in under 18 hurling and that, and I love that. I've seen the young players coming through and mm. play some small part in that. I'm only a backup note to the lads doing all the hard work, but I'm a hanger on really, I suppose, getting in, keep, keep them, if they win something, I claim all the glory. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, God. listen, there's worse things you can do in your retirement than spend it with dogs because yeah. they're a great animal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't talk back anyway. No, absolutely not. But come here, Jimmy, it's been an absolute pleasure, pleasure. speaking with you. You're a living legend yeah. and it's an honour to share pleasure. the stage with you. Thanks, bye. Good way. Jimmy Barry Murphy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.